Skywatch, the novel, a look and read book by Derek Farmer. Chapter 3 Spies All Around. Mrs. Hobbs, you must come right away. Mr Jenkins was hammering on the front door of Wells Farm. It was early morning. Polly, Norman and Dennis were still in bed. Quick, Mrs Hobbs, there's an emergency. The door flew open. Mr Jenkins, whatever's wrong? Amy was alarmed. It's not the evasion, is it? Oh, worse than that, said Jenkins. It's your cows. The fence is down. They're all along the road. Oh, my goodness, no! Already, Jenkins was hurrying back down the path. Amy set off after him, then stopped. Polly! She yelled through the open door. Get those boys up now! The more help, the better, Amy thought. Even Norman and Dennis would be some use. The two boys were better than nothing, but only just... They stood in the background and flapped their arms. They still didn't trust those cows. As the last of the animals was herded back into the field, there was a blast on a car hooter. Philip Granger was waiting to get past. A bit of trouble, I see, he shouted out as he drove on. It wouldn't happen if people looked after their fences properly. Polly, Norman and Dennis watched Granger's car disappear down the lane. The more they saw of that man, the more they disliked him. Take no notice, said Amy. He's not worth it. That's right, Mr Jenkins agreed. Now, somebody fetch a pair of pliers and I'll get this fence fixed for you. The rest of you can get your breakfasts. When Polly got back with the pliers... Mr Jenkins was examining the broken ends of the wire fence. He looked puzzled. I know it doesn't make sense, he said, but it looks to me as if this has been cut. Polly was amazed. If the wire had been cut, who could have done it? And why? As far as Polly was concerned, there was only one suspect. Philip Granger. Hadn't he said there was going to be trouble. Mr Jenkins twisted the strands of the fence together. There, he said. Now that should do for now, Polly. But Polly wasn't listening. She was still thinking about the cut wires. Jenkins handed over the pliers and climbed onto his bike. Still plenty of letters to deliver, he said. Don't forget tonight's meeting at the village hall. Jenkins wobbled off along the road. Polly didn't even notice him go. Her gaze was fixed on the distant Westbourne Hall. If only we could find out what was going on there, she thought. At Westbourne Hall, Mary was washing up the breakfast things. 
One by one she dried the knives and forks and dropped them into the cutlery drawer. It was then she noticed the wire cutters. Mary reached for them, but a hand grabbed her wrist. It was Miss Millington. I'll look after those, Millington snapped. You just get on with your work. But I've finished the dishes, Mary told her. Millington glared at Mary. Then get this table scrubbed, she ordered. It's filthy. Mary filled a bucket with water and started to scrub the top of the kitchen table. She had almost finished when the front doorbell rang. Mary put down the scrubbing brush and sneaked into the hallway. Miss Lillington was at the door. No, she's not here, Mary heard her say. Mary peered around the corner. Mr Jenkins was standing in the doorway. Not here, he questioned. No, Miss Millington told him. She went out for a walk. Earlier on, she just loves going out into the countryside. She could be away for hours. Mary gasped. They were talking about her, and Millington was telling lies. I should see her, Mr Jenkins insisted quietly. It is required. Some other time. Millington tried to close the door, but Jenkins held it open. There's a civil defence lecture, he said. Seven o'clock, the village hall. Perhaps I'll see you there. Perhaps, said Millington. She slammed the door in Jenkins' face. But why would Granger cut the fence? Norman asked. Polly was milking one of the cows. All part of his plan to drive us off the farm, isn't it? She said. And it won't be the last thing he does either. Norman thought about it. If Polly was right and Granger really was out to cause trouble for Amy, then it was even more important for him and Dennis to help around the farm. You can start by feeding the pigs, Polly told them. The pigs! That was something that Norman and Dennis were not looking forward to. The smell of the pigsty made them feel ill. Then Dennis had a bright idea. At least it seemed like a bright idea. They could wear their gas masks. Then they wouldn't be able to smell anything. They raced back to the house and pulled on their gas masks. Then they went to feed the pigs. There were two problems with gas masks. It was hard to breathe and almost impossible to see. In the end, Norman and Dennis found the pigsty. They even found the gate to get in. But once they were inside, they couldn't find the pigs. They had no need to worry. The pigs found them. As they rushed forward to get their food, the pigs crashed into Dennis. Dennis slipped and grabbed Norman. The next thing they knew, Dennis and Norman were lying in the mud. Two of the pigs escaped into the farmyard. Dennis and Norman chased after them. Hens flew in all directions. One of the pigs ran into the duck pond and wouldn't come out. What am I going to do with you? Amy sighed when she saw them. We wanted to help, said Norman. Amy nodded. She knew they were trying. And they couldn't help being townies. It would take time to learn country ways. Amy gazed at Dennis's gas mask. The goat had eaten half of it.
and it was in tatters. What, Mr Jenkins will say if he sees that, I hate to think, she told Dennis. Put it back in its box, and we'll just all hope that Jerry doesn't pick tonight to try and gas us all. Dennis was in luck. There was no gas attack that night, and Mr Jenkins never looked at his gas mask. He was too busy warning the villagers about the black market. Watch out for spivs, he told the audience in the village hall, trying to sell cigarettes, or soap, or nylon stockings. The audience nodded. Since the war began, there were lots of shortages. Some things were strictly rationed. You could only buy small amounts. Other things were hardly ever in the shops. Yet you always seemed to find somebody around who could get hold of what you wanted, if you were willing to pay extra. If anybody tries to sell you something like that, you report them to the police. Mr Jenkins continued. This has got to be stamped out. Norman wasn't very interested in the black market. He was gazing around the hall to see who was there. He spotted Mary. She was sandwiched between Granger and Millington. Millington was watching her like a hawk. Norman nudged Polly and Dennis. They turned around and stared at Mary. Pay attention, Amy hissed. She poked them with her finger. They turned back to the front just as Mr Jenkins changed the subject. Now something we all need to be on the lookout for, he told the audience. Spies. Suddenly, Polly, Norman and Dennis were interested. Spies were exciting. They come parachuting down at night, Mr Jenkins announced. So look out for parachutists. Because spies are everywhere. Polly, Norman and Dennis were amazed. They never realised there were so many spies. But Jenkins seemed certain. They're all around us, he insisted. The person next to you is a spy. Your mother is a spy. Your best friend's a spy. I'm a spy. The whole audience gasped in astonishment. At least... I might be, said Mr Jenkins. That's why it's important never to say anything that could be of use to the enemy. Because careless talk costs lives. Remember that. Norman closed his eyes and thought hard. He was determined to remember it. When he opened his eyes again, Mr Jenkins was showing the audience some spy posters. Here are some typical disguises, he pointed out. Polly, Norman and Dennis paid close attention. There was a man in a smart suit, a factory worker in a headscarf, a farmer and finally a strange picture of a pretty young woman. On one side she wore a summer dress, on the other side a German uniform. Any of these people could be spies, Mr Jenkins told them, so keep a lookout. He didn't need to say that twice. If there were spies around, then Polly, Norman and Dennis were going to find them. They started the search as soon as the meeting was over. People were standing around, chatting outside the village hall. I bet most of those are spies, said Dennis. How can they be? asked Polly. 
They'd all be spying on each other. Well, one of them must be a spy, said Dennis. Mr Jenkins said there were spies everywhere. Norman was watching up for Mary. Finally, he saw her leaving the hall with Granger and Millington. Glad you were able to come, Mr Jenkins said to Granger. Granger forced a smile. I wouldn't have missed it for the world, Jenkins, he said. Never realised you were such an expert on spies. I tried to keep informed, Mr Jenkins told him. Think you'd recognise one if you met one? Granger sneers. I'd have my suspicions, Mr Jenkins replied. Suspicions aren't enough, though. You need proof. Granger tried to lead Mary and Miss Millington away, but Mr Jenkins blocked the path. How's Mary settling in? he asked. She's fine, as you can see, Millington snapped. But Mr Jenkins wasn't giving up. Everything as it should be, Mary. Millington gripped Mary's arm. Mr Jenkins is speaking to you, Mary. There was something threatening about the way Millington spoke. Her grip on Mary's arm grew even tighter. Yes, thank you, said Mary. It's a bit like being at home. That's the way, Mr Jenkins smiled. Millington started to push her way through the crowd, but Granger noticed Amy. Bit of a mishap last night, then, he gloated. Difficult when you're on your own, isn't it? Amy looked him straight in the eyes. I'm not on my own anymore, she told him. I've got my evacuees to help now. Granger stared at Norman and Dennis. Well, let's hope nothing happens to them then. His voice was full of menace. But before Amy could reply, he was pushing his way through the crowd towards his car. Amy and the children walked back to Wells Farm across the fields. Dennis kept watch in the sky through his telescope. He was looking for parachutists. There! That's all up there! He pointed. Polly looked up. That's a cloud! She scoffed. Looked like a parachute to me! Dennis insisted. Dennis, said Norman, if it was a parachutist, then they'd wait until it was dark, wouldn't they? Dennis thought about it. It was a good point, but he was taking no chances. He turned his telescope back to the skies. Polly was thinking about Mary. She doesn't look very happy, does she? She said to Norman. No, Norman agreed. Mary hadn't looked at all happy. But that was hardly surprising. Living with Granger couldn't be much fun and Miss Millington didn't seem any better. Perhaps they should try and talk to Mary. I bet she could tell us things about Granger as well, Norman said. If we could get to see her. Polly nodded. It's worth a try. But how could they do it? Seeing Polly without Granger and Millington finding out was not going to be easy. Not easy at all. Norman's head was buzzing when he went to bed, everything going round and round in his head. Spies are everywhere. That's what Mr Jenkins had said. But if spies were everywhere, then there must be a spy in the village. Who was it? Who was nasty enough to be a spy? Suddenly, 
it came to Norman. It was obvious there was only one person it could be. Dennis, he said. I just thought who the spy is. Dennis was still looking for parachutists through the window. Oh, he asked. Granger, Norman told him. The spy is Granger. Mary was hungry. She was always hungry. She had been sent to bed without supper again. Then she remembered the half bar of chocolate under her pillow, but when she lifted the pillow, the chocolate had melted and spread itself all over the sheet and pillowcase. It hadn't spoiled the pound note, but she couldn't eat that. She would have to go to sleep hungry again, but she couldn't. All she could think about was chocolate. Suddenly, there were footsteps outside the bedroom door. Mary closed her eyes and pretended to be asleep. The door opened. There was a moment's pause and the door closed again. Mary opened her eyes. What was going on? In the hallway, Granger was getting ready to go out into the night. Time I was going, he told Millington as she came down the stairs. I don't want to miss the contact. Be careful, Millington replied. If anyone sees you, they'll get suspicious. Granger stepped outside. I won't be seen, he said. There's nobody for miles, except for that old biddy at Wells Farm. He nodded towards the stairs. What about the girl? Dead to the world, said Millington. I just checked. In that case, Granger smiled. I've got nothing to worry about, have I? But Granger did have something to worry about, because as he set off into the night, Mary was watching from her bedroom window. Bye.